0: hello. I am back. Belly up to my bar here. I am Matt Williamson for the final podcast of the week. And here is my... I'm going to preface this a little bit. Starting last year, the Steelers asked me to do a preview article that is very analytically stats-driven. And it's a bunch of bullet points. I, I've You'll find it on Steelers.com. And... I kind of love it. It turned into one of my favorite projects, to be honest with you, because and I get a lot of mileage out of it. And I really dug into it deep. I turned it's over 3000 words and it's broken into a couple categories. General, when the Steelers have the ball, when the opponent has the ball. Special teams, sometimes I'll put a a nugget or two there in special teams. Uh, And then there's some other things that I'm not as into, but there's a series history, most memorable moment of the series, and then two key matchups, one when the Steelers have the ball, one when they don't. So I am finished with the Bengals one. Well, I'm not finished, but I've turned it in to Steelers.com. You could probably find it there now or soon. I haven't seen it yet as I record this at 140 on Thursday. Um, but why I told you all that is because I do a lot of work digging every avenue I possibly can for these games. And frankly, I'm going to start fiddling with the uh, the Patriots tonight um, you know, to get a little jump on things. So I kind of do some advanced scouting as if I'm an advanced scout again. Um, so that's good stuff. Speaking of which, I host a podcast called The Advanced Scout with Tom Offerman. Um, that's also a Steeler podcast, like the one I do with Dale, but it's one one day a week, and we go over a lot of these things. This is our outline. So it's all just bullet points, and I, I'm not going to tell you the history of this thing anymore, so get it out of the way there. I don't need to spend a whole podcast telling you about my style of writing or all that, but I bring that up because I am going to reference this document to no end for my DK articles, in my podcasts, uh, on the air, left, right, all over the place. So I just wanted to give you a taste of it and give you some ideas, and we'll see how long it goes. And maybe we'll dig into it. I Definitely I'm going to give you uh, pretty much all of this before Steelers-Bengals. But I wanted to start today. To be honest, I didn't know what else to talk about. Yesterday we did power ranks, um, not a lot of big-time news. So I figured we'll just start talking about the upcoming game. It's not that far away. So, start with some of the bullet points in the general area here. Last year, the Bengals won 10 games in the regular season and, and advanced to the Super Bowl. Okay. We all know they went to the Super Bowl. Wow, Matt, you're really, you're really enlightening us here. The, the Bengals to the Super Bowl. No kidding. But they only won 10 games. I mean, popular, uh, contrary to popular demand or you know popular opinion, they weren't a, a powerhouse, you know, all year long, but during the previous five seasons, Cincinnati only won 25 out of a possible 80 games. So yeah, they were 10 and seven last year, but they were 25 and 55 the previous 80 games, you know? So why I bring that up and, and these aren't things I go into detail with them. I'm just writing down stats and numbers, you know, for the article is there's a plexiglass principle is what football outsiders calls it. when, A bad team that's been bad for a while. You know, two years ago they took Burrow first overall and they earned that pick. The year before they took Jamar, or the year after they took Chase third overall and they earned that pick. And when you take a massive step forward, put it this way: when you take five steps forward from a bad team to a really good team, as Cincinnati did last year, history overwhelmingly shows. That you usually take a step back. Like, if you take five steps forward from one season to the next, you usually take one step back, a step and a half back. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't go back to picking first overall. And most of the time, you hit on a quarterback or whatever, as Cincinnati did. But it would be, it would buck history a little bit if they maintain staying where they were. Again, they only won 25 out of a possible 80 games before last year. So to put that in contrast, during the same six-year window, the Steelers won sixty-two of a possible ninety-seven regular-season games, and and then and two ties on top of that. So the history of these organizations, when you put it that way, is pretty stark. And we're just talking about the last six years. I understand that the you know it's different, obviously than. In recent memory, and the Bengals are the better team. I'm not implying they aren't. And they actually have won. I'm pulling it up here in the series history since we're going there. Cincinnati has won the last three. I mean, and they won both last year. But before that, the Steelers had an 11-game winning streak. You know, so I, I, I'm just throwing that stuff out there. You know, I mean, that these things are, they're just you know, facts, you know, the one team has been much better than the other lately, not super lately, though. Um, so here is some other stuff about in my general section here in their final eight games, four in the regular season and four in the postseason. The Bengals only lost two games. They lost a the Super Bowl. I'm sure all of you watched that and you remember that. And the only other loss during that eight game stretch was a week 18 game in Cleveland and the Bengals rested all their starters. So, okay, they only won 10 games in the regular season last year, Matt, but they finished strong, you know, and they they had a lot of momentum and played their best football late in the season. Um, so those are just two of my many, many um, bullet points here, which again you'll find at steelers.com and I'll reference them all over the DK site. And we will take a little break and hit, hit a few more here when we come back. I am a big believer in point differential in terms of, you know, a full 17 game schedule. Your point differential, I think, says a lot about how good of a team you really are. Well, Cincinnati outscored their opponents last year by 84 points. They scored 84 more points than they allowed. The Steelers were outscored by 55 points over the course of the regular season. Folks, it's pretty rare, and and the Raiders were also in this boat for a team to get pretty massively outscored to end up in the postseason. You know, you don't allow 55 more points than you let than you score and go to the playoffs very often. The Steelers were able to do it, and certainly needed a <laughs> luck bounce. You know, some things to go their way in that final regular season game, if you recall, Jacksonville, Indiana, or Indy, and all that to get in. But there you, yeah, there you have it. I mean, I think that's a pretty good barometer of where these teams were last year. Um, turnover differential is obviously very, very important. But these guys were almost identical in turnover differential. You know, the Steelers gave the ball away 20 times. The Bengals gave the ball away 21 times. Since he took the ball away 21 times, so you can probably do the math, they had a zero turnover differential. And the Steelers took the ball away 22 times. So they were plus two. So they basically were identical in terms of giveaways and takeaways. However, five of the Steelers' offensive turnovers came in the two games against the Bengals last year. So, I mean, noteworthy. Uh, time of possession is another one I like to you know, take a look at here. And I think it's an area the Steelers really need to improve. Um The Bengals were 12th last year in time of possession. Steelers were 24, which just put too much stress on their defensive line in particular, but the entire defense. But you really got into the depth of the non-Cam Hayward D linemen, and they were out there too much, to be honest with you. Um, Here's, you know, again, these are just general things comparing these two teams. Steelers had 41 pass completions For 20 yards or longer. Only four teams had less. Not so good. And if you recall, they took a lot of deep shots, but I thought that they were very poor efficiency deep shots. And they're always bang, bang, foot hits the the back, your back foot hits, throw a go ball down the right sideline to Chase Claypool, predetermined. Whether he wins it or not, who knows. But just keeping the defense honest, doing anything possible to try to create a big play. But they were very predictable, and they were always the same. So only four teams had fewer 20-yard or longer completions than the Steelers. Bengals had 61 pass completions of 20 yards or longer. Only four teams had more. So total ends of the spectrum. And if you look at completions of 40 yards or longer, only the Rams... Coincidence that the Bengals and Rams ended up in the Super Bowl. Only the Rams had more completions of 40 yards or more than the Bengals. I'm sure I've talked about this to you guys too, but this whole league, offense and defensive, is all about big plays now. You know, explosives. If you talk to coaches, man, we got to cut down on the explosives. Boy, we got to create explosives. Well, the Bengals were phenomenal at creating explosives. Um, As good as they get. And again, not an accident that the Bengals and Rams meet in the Super Bowl and they're the two best teams at 40-yard completions or more. And a lot of them are Jamar Chase. Um, This is sort of interesting. It's something that will probably regress back to the mean and won't work in the Steelers' favor. But the Steelers' opponents were flagged 154 times last year. And that's including, like, declined penalties, offset penalties. So their opponents committed 154 penalties. That was the most in the league. Like, the chances of that happening again are really slim. And I stole this one from Football Outsiders. And something that's interesting that they noted was the Steelers have been remarkably good at creating offensive pass interference calls. And I think some of it's just, like, kind of like I said, Chuck the ball up for a go route on Claypool down the sidelines, and him in particular have drawn a lot of them. Um, Going into the last year, they were very, very high in this department, and last year they were near the top, but not quite. I think they were second. So they do do a good job, whether it's scripted or not, of creating offensive pass interference calls, which, as you know, could be a 30-yard gain, a 60-yard gain, a one-yard gain. It's all on the spot of the foul. And I always think of the Ravens, like in the Flacco years. They were unbelievably good at it, and it could not have been an accident. So, just a little nugget out there. Um, Another thing about the Bengals, there's some things about the Bengals that aren't super flattering. And when you do this, I really think you understand these teams better. But if you go back and look at all the teams the Bengals played, and you combine their 2021 records, you get a pretty good idea of, did they play a real tough slate or did they play a real easy slate? Steelers is fine, but the Bengals one is noteworthy in that the Bengals end up, when it was all said and done and the records were in the books, the Bengals end up playing the third easiest schedule in the entire league last year. So, you know, that contributes to things here. Um, I don't have a, well, I do have a stat, but I have them with offense and defense. They were also remarkably healthy last year, Cincinnati. Um, one of my favorite stat. my favorite stat is, is yards per play. And I think that is the most telling. Kevin Colbert has often talked about that he is a big yards per play guy. This is sort of remarkable and it's even a little more frightening than the, uh, points per game stat or you know, over under point, dif- point differential Steelers opponents averaged 0.7 yards under a full yard but close to a full yard 0.7 more yards per play than the Steelers created over the course of the 2021 season the only teams that were that were worse were the Jets and Texans I mean they were minus 0.7 yard per play differential that's really terrible I mean one is massive. I mean, every time you snap, every time the Steeler, ga- the ball is snapped in the Steeler game, the Steelers went 0.7 yards backwards. <laughs> again, only the Jets and Texans were worse. Horrible. Um, the Bengals, they were plus 0.4. Only nine teams were better than Cincinnati. You know, so I think that's very telling. And again, how did the Steelers get in the, in the postseason by allowing more yards every snap of the ball than they gained. Brutal. Um, I think this is very interesting. And the Steelers had their rookie class play just under 5,000 combined snaps last year. That was fifth most in the NFL. 16% of all Steelers snaps were played by rookies last year. Dan Moore, Kendrick Green, you know, the names, you know, I mean, Najee, you know, was very, very high on that list, of course. Friarmuth, you know, so folks, that was by design. I mean, last year, despite having been in his twilight years, was their version of a rebuild or preparing for the future. And a massive part of that was let's get our young guys, you know, Norwood, I mean, not even all stars a lot of snaps, you know, and get them some experience at a very young age with the thought of it should pay off hopefully this year, but in the future. There you go. Um, Last little nugget here, and this one's not huge, but it it wraps up my general section here of bullet points. Both these teams were four and two in the AFC North, but you probably could figure this out already, but in their two head-to-head meetings, The Bengals won by a combined score of 65 to 20. So the Bengals pretty much wiped the floor with the Steelers in one game and beat them rather handily in the other. But both these teams were 4-2 within the division. So those were the two Steeler losses. Um, That is a wrap. thought that was kind of a fun one to do there. If I get in a pinch, or probably no matter what, I will do the offensive bullet points and the defensive bullet points. They're even probably double as long. The general ones took us like 15, you know, 15, 20 minutes, however long this podcast was. The offense and defensive ones will be even more extensive. So check that out. Um, fun little exercise here. Kind of give you a primer. Gets be psyched up for the game, to be honest with you. Over and out.